Mix 106.3's Real Estate Show with Cam and Renee. Get moving today with ACTU AGL. Set your energy up in a few minutes. Hi, this is Cam and Renee. Well, each Saturday between 9 and 10 a.m., we love hosting the Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. And here is what we featured in the show last weekend. Well, uh, Cam, the great Australian dream is, of course, to own your own home, but as prices continue to rise in Canberra, which we hear about every week, uh, this dream is getting further out of reach. So is there another way to enter the property market? And we're told there is. It's a strategy known as rent vesting. So we're going to find out what exactly does that mean and say good morning to uh, Steve Lowe, Principal of Agent Team in Belconnen. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Cameron and Renee. Hi, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. And again, this is an, an, another one of those real estate terms or expressions that when you hear, it's not something that you hear often and you go, oh, hang on, what is that? So that's exactly why we've got you on this morning, rent vesting. Can you just expand on the idea and tell us what it is? Sure. So basically, rent vesting is where you rent a home where you want to live but couldn't afford to buy and then you buy an investment property. So it requires a major mind shift because everybody wants to, you know, the, the greatest dream is to own your own home and first home buyers are really excited about buying their first home and moving into it. So it requires them to change their, their minds and, and instead of buying a principal place of residence, they go and buy an investment property first. And have you heard of this happening much uh, in Canberra, Steve? You'll start to see it a lot more now that prices have become uh, so out of reach for a lot of people. So it's typically something you see in Sydney. So, for example, my brother, he lives in Sydney in Kirribilli. He rents in Kirribilli. Obviously, he couldn't afford to buy in Kirribilli, but he likes that location because of all the amenities and its, uh, and its proximity to the CBD. And he buys investment properties. So he doesn't own his own home, but he has an investment property portfolio. Okay, and so the investment property portfolio is then both paying off those properties, but is that subsidising his rent also in Kirribilli? Yeah, so the idea behind a property portfolio is um, over time it will be it probably will start off negatively geared, which means it will cost you money every week to top up the rental payments that are short on the mortgage payments. But over time, as those property values increase, you can borrow against those properties, buy another property, buy another property, buy another property, and then you grow real wealth through property investing and they become positively geared which means that they start putting money into your bank account every week. Okay. And Steve, in the current market, who'd benefit most uh, from this strategy? Um, so, first home buyers. So, in, in Canberra, the market is probably pretty close to its peak, if not already there. Um, and so they, uh, they'll, they'll be finding that you know, areas they thought they could afford to buy are now becoming really unaffordable and they don't want to move further out because they don't want to live further out. So they could perhaps stay living with mum and dad or, or, or move to somewhere they want to live and rent and then look at buying an investment property elsewhere because then they're in the property market then and at a more affordable level. Okay, interesting. Well, certainly another one of those words that's worth uh, looking up and exploring further, uh, especially in the current climate that we're in. And we continue to hear more about this um, each and every week, don't we, Cam? Yep. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for your time this morning. Sounds like you're out and about. I hope you have a great day. (laughs) Another auction. Thanks, guys. 
Now, Renee, uh, this next property that uh, we're going to speak about, you have experienced firsthand, right? Indeed. I was on a uh, hen's night, hen's day rather, a winery tour, and this was one of the stops that we went to, and I'll never forget it because uh, it certainly stuck in my mind. It was very special, and um, it's for sale, Cam. Okay, so let's talk about it because uh, it's it's chocolates, right? Yeah, chocolates are the famous, uh, well-known Robin Rowe chocolates, and it's all to do with, uh, you know, buying properties that have an established business on site and what's involved with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the man who can tell us all about it is George Southwell of Ray White, uh, Canberra and Yass. Good morning, George. Good morning, Renee. Good morning, Cam. How are you both? Really good, mate. Thanks for being able to join us uh, on Saturday morning. First up, can you give us a brief overview of the business as you're the selling agent for this property? Look, we certainly can, Cam. Robin started the business with her husband, Dennis, in 2012, and uh, it's certainly been a passion that's grown into a business for, for Robin with her chocolate making. She's always been into, um, you know, crafting fine items and... Uh, Certainly her chocolates live up to that, and I'm sure Renee can uh, attest to that. But um, it's a cracking little business. Chocolate shop and chocolate factory is the easiest way to describe it. Set on a beautiful 96,000 square metres with 400 trees and only 20 minutes to the nation's capital. How good is that? And uh, tell us uh, about the property and the business collateral that's included uh, in the sale. Certainly. Renee, you can finish up with the radio station tomorrow and you can head in there and start making chocolates. It's all ready to go for you, the chocolate-making machines. We've got about 25 spatulas included and uh, all the chocolate moulds and um, the intellectual property of the business. But it isn't, um, you know, it's not a focus of the of the sale around the business. Um, you can quite easily take over the property and enjoy it as a family property as well. Yeah. And so what are some of the things that we need to know about buying the actual business? You mentioned the intellectual property because I would imagine if you want to continue, you know, making the product, there's going to be recipes and there's going to be all sorts of things that you need to know. Yeah, look, there certainly is. And um, I've spoken to Robin about um, what would be the best path for someone to to um, take to, to continue the business. And she would certainly encourage them to do the, uh, the chocolate making courses that she's done in Melbourne. Um, and that got her off the ground. And I would uh, I would suggest that, you know, uh, and as Robin has said, you know, she turns 80 in November, a heap of energy cam and some youth and new ideas will only take this business to the next level if that's what you decided you wanted to do. George, with the rural properties that you sell, you go out and yours very much a sit down, have a cup of tea, let's talk about the whole thing. Be very honest with you here, uh, with us here. When you went out and you first sat down and had your cup of tea and discussed the sale of this property, how many chocolates did you take? Well, it's been a very welcome open home on a Saturday and a Sunday, I can assure you, Cam. But I, I think I only ate four that day because I was trying to impress Robin. So um, <laughs> I didn't go too hard. I think the way to impress her would be to have 14 because yeah, it shows how much you exactly, love them. Exactly. <laughs> well, you'll have to make up for that this weekend, George, won't you? Uh, thank you so much for your time and telling us all about that this morning. No, that's all right. And enjoy your day and go the Brumbies tonight. Yes, absolutely. And the Raiders in Wagga, the Savo. Uh, that's George Southwell of Ray White, uh, Canberra and Yass. Uh, Robin Road Chocolates, you can look it up online and find out a bit more that way too.
Well, with a large number of multi-dwelling properties rising out of the ground in Canberra, I mean, I've certainly seen plenty out where I live in Gungahlin, but they mm. seem to be popping up everywhere. And Owners Corporation is a new concept for many people uh, who are moving into apartments for the first time. So we thought we'd find out a bit more about uh, what is an Owners Corporation. And uh, Chris Miller is Managing Director of Vantage Strata. He joins us this morning. Hi, Chris. G'day, guys. How are you going? Yeah, really good, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. So um, give us the overview. What is an owner's corporation? And, and importantly, why do they exist? Um, so an owner's corp- corporation is the collective body um, of all of the owners in an apartment building. So think, for example, if you live in the top floor of a, of a unit building, every day you park in the basement, you jump in the lift and you go up to your to your floor to access your apartment. Well, no one owner owns that lift, for example. No one owner owns the foyer or the, or the basement. Um, there's a collective ownership of all of those common assets, um, and the owners' corporation exists to control the interests and, and maintain and look after um, and spend money and administer decisions in relation to all of that common stuff. And uh, Chris, what are some of the traps uh, of involving yourself in an active role in an owners' corporation? The traps. There's no traps in involving yourself. At all. <laughs> yeah. Excellent thing to do. Look, um, probably the trap. The traps of involving yourself in the owners' corporation um, potentially are that people people do tend to take it a little bit too seriously from time to time. I'm often heard saying <clears throat> to my to my clients and executive committee members, they're kind of like the board of the owners. That you know, essentially, you're there to make sure that the carpets are vacuumed and the lifts go up and down. You're not running the United Nations um, <laughs> and it's really a fairly straightforward proposition. Um, potentially people get themselves involved in things that are outside of their remit, they're, you know, they're sort of zealots and, and crusaders um, and they lose focus on what their purpose is. Yeah, and see, and this is the thing, often people will join these owners' corporations with exactly the right intentions and then you code to those, the monthly meetings or the annual general meetings and you come up against those other people who are there for all the things that you've just talked about. And so all of a sudden, um, you know, that, that can be a, a time that's, uh, you know, you, um, you, you just don't enjoy the experience. Yeah, it can be pretty stressful for um, for people, particularly if you know some people are not particularly confrontational, or um, you know they don't they don't want to get swept away in a lot of the politics of it. It can be it can get a little bit um, problematic from time to time. But look, it's a fairly low stakes game, um, and if people just chill out a bit, um, I've never seen any. You know, it's mostly most of the disputes are technical administrative disputes. I've never seen someone. Um, before the tribunal, for example, that gets sentenced to uh, you know to the electric chair, it's, a, it's a pretty. Um, it, it is actually a simple proposition, and if you're able to stand back and say, okay, well, it feels like a big deal that you know someone's making a, a, a huge deal out of you know where the comma was in emotion or some point of order. Actually, when you boil it down, it's a fairly low stakes environment. Yeah. yeah, and and no doubt uh, there would be some many uh, passionate residents out there who who might raise some issues, and of course there would be times when it's not solved in their favour. Can they then take it further somewhere else? Yeah, they can. So there is a tribunal that exists um, to assist in uh, strata-related disputes, or not just strata-related disputes, um, you know, residential tenancy disputes as well, but. 
um, the the tribunal, which is called the ACAT, the ACT Civil and, and Administrative Tribunal, is the forum for disputes between strata owners and committees and strata managers to be resolved. Excellent. Well, I've certainly learned a thing or two uh, from that this morning and no doubt many others have as well. Chris, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks very much for having me. Cheers. Those are the interviews we most enjoyed in last week's Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. Yeah, if you love hearing about the latest trends or you're up for a sticky beat, drop by for a listen this Saturday between 9 and 10am. Thanks to Actu AGL, it's The Real Estate Show with Cam and Renee on Mix 106.3.